Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Uh, bullshit. But I told him. Bullshit. I told him I'm going to do the podcast with you, so we're kind of at an impasse. Right <laughs> yeah, but didn't didn't I fire you last week, Kirsten? <laughs> you just keep showing up, right? This is how this is how we keep the overhead low. Yeah, <laughs> with firings and rehirings. There you go. You hire him back with a 1099, right? Yeah. yeah. The Independent contract. The loser seniority. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I. I we were talking the monkeys. I, I like the monkey story, but it has such a weird ending. Ending because the monkeys, you know, they were they were a boy the band basically. They were actors. Yes, they were actors. Oh, I together. thought you were talking about. Fans. Yeah, I was going to say we, we should clarify. Oh the, yeah, the no, monkeys no, I, TV I show yes. slash yeah. musicians, not Mon- the shock monkeys. Monkeys with two e's. Good point. Good point. Yes, <laughs> yes. Not you talk monkeys. You cool. I knew where you were going. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because we were talking about it yes. a little earlier. Yes. What the hell, dude? You have that on like twelve? Like what the fuck? What is what is that? Your 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 it's text phone, ring? Yeah. That's my that's my alert. I got <laughs> your Christmas alert. Uh, I just I, every time I hear that, I expect it to go into the song "Sleigh Ride" because we used to play that every year in orchestra, mm. and it was always starting off with the the yeah the yeah, jingle bells. Anyway. Now the monkeys had musicians in it. Yes. Michael Nesmith was Peter Tork. They were musicians. Michael Nesmith is a musician. Peter Tork learned how to play drums. Yes. No, no. You're thinking Mickey Dolenz. Mickey Dolenz learned how to play drums. That's right. Yes. Okay. But uh-huh. Tork was a musician. Okay. And they fought forever to write their own songs because all the songs for the show was mm-hmm. written for them by professional songwriters. Well, yeah. They learned how to play their instruments to make it believable on the show. And exactly. then they're like, well, hey, we can play our instruments now. Why shouldn't we write our right. songs? And, and Nesmith, the real pushing force for... Yes their own songwriting were the songs with the with the musicians on the actual recordings were those the wrecking crew or something like that i'm not sure if it's the wrecking crew or not i i honestly don't know which studio musicians were used mm. to wikipedia while you're continuing your story yeah, yeah. so basically the show imploded when nesmith and twerk took a stand and said we're not doing the show unless we can do our own music and the show said fuck you we're canceled and then they went on to make Head. Right. The, Wait, the, the, monkey, the monkeys movie called Head. head. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I went there too. Yeah. yeah. No, I was like, wow. It's they were a, it's, upset. And it's a psychedelic, weirdy movie. Yes, it is. It's so bizarre. Now, wait a minute. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Back Please. up. They yeah. went on to make Head. Who's they? The monkeys. The, the, the actors, after, musicians, a- after the show was done. So how'd they get them to do the movie? No, no, they 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 were the imp- they were the impetus behind making the movie. The question is, how did they get the rights? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Make ah, the movie. Yeah. I can't remember how that worked out, but they got it because they did. Okay, yeah. and it's a psychedelic free for all. It's it's weird, and they were able to write the songs for it, and the songs aren't all that great. They mm. still love them. The monkeys are great. Hi, and you, Shock Monkeys. Mm. Glad to see you. Welcome to Geek Shock number four sixty seven. I am Master Torgo, eighties Jeff, Commander K. 
President Fact Check. And we're here to talk. Oh, oh wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> no. Got him. Go ahead. Got him. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt. It, oh. He just doesn't care anymore. No, I love you. We're here to talk Weak and Geek. No, I'm Who are so, you? I'm so happy. Although I really liked the new Who are you? Show. <laughs> what? Who are you? Who are you? Are you doing. You didn't who? announce yourself. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I, I had a stroke. Sorry. <laughs> He's stroking. All right. <laughs> Get that wallet out. It's classics time. Yes. <laughs> what geeky things you do this week? Oh, well, we he's do? thinking about it. He actually might actually have one today. Yeah, you know, I, no, I, I know I, how this goes. He thinks about it for a few <laughs> seconds and goes, I do anything. I do nothing. I didn't paint nothing. I don't play Warhammer. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> oh, he's doing a pretty good impression of me. So. Wow. Wow. I believe Matt will be played by Dumbass Todd tonight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sticking a pencil in my side. My goodness. Uh, what did you do, Matt? I played World of Warcraft. All right. Uh, How are doing, things? In- I've been doing a lot of like Christmas shopping and Christmas shopping and decorating. So my house is completely decorated. Tis the season. I yeah. love it. So that's what I've been doing. A lot of decorating. That's all. I we love that. Now, now, how do you go overboard with decorating? Or you just do a little smattering? Yes, we, we go overboard. Yes. Full Griswold? Yes. Oh, I love it. I, I got to see your house. You're always invited, but you never... Sh- well, oh. the one time you showed up. Ooh. I don't like, seen at like there. midnight. Yeah. And everyone else After was... After Barry went to Barry sleep. Went to yeah, sleep. I had to make sure Barry was <laughs> in bed first. And then then I came over. So awesome. Like, like how many strands of lights did you use? Estimated. Three? Oh, no, no, no. Wow. No, inside the house is like decorated. <laughs> oh, you meant like lights and shit like that. That's yes, not like Griswold. No, 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 Am I speaking to Orgo camp for that one? Am I speaking to America for you? Three strands of lights. It's secret decorating. The roof, like the eaves and all that all done. There's some stuff in the front front turf. I can't say long because it's not really the turf. Inside is more decorated. Okay, than, so you got some outside. stuff, some yeah, things yeah, on the yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Inside yeah. is a, a Christmas extravaganza, yes. apparently. Yes, yes. <sighs> awesome. Well, how's your decorating going? That's right. Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got like a week and a half left. Your tree's not even up. No, it's true. It's. We not. have no place to put a tree. I'm not talking about you. He's looking at Kay. You're looking at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> He's, Sorry, he's I was trying to, to trying to get an answer for you, and uh, as as with many Wikipedia entries, it goes on and on and on forever. There's a lot about, about the stuff monkeys. that you don't need to know to try to find the one thing that you're looking for. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> this brought to you by Ages Jeff PR firm. Yeah, golly. You know, I'm kind of glad you don't decorate this year because. You're probably the reason we lost like three species of animal on the planet with all that tinsel that you use on your tree. Wow. <laughs> well, okay, calling he you out. He really does not like the tinsel idea. Oh, he uses like 20 packs of tinsel. Like, it's cool. Right. But. Well, he's got to rethink oh. it. He's got Kit now. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. Kit he, will I'm, probably. I, I, he at least was like said it was cool. <laughs> I mean, that was nice of him. <laughs> I, I am going to back him up on the tinsel this year because with Kit, I, I have seen people pulling tinsel out of a cat's ass before. It's not pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, they I, hate it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and Kit's got all his claws. So that would be interesting. Andy, Andy say, trust me, I know. 
No, I, I usually is, do is that, that like when... a Frankie goes to Hollywood shirt? <laughs> Andy say, trust me, I know. <laughs> it, I, it's funny. Uh, Gotta start making t-shirts. One of my dad's So it just cats, says Andy say on the front, right? And then everything else is on the back? Right. Okay, trust me, One I know. of my parents' Perfect. cats... Uh, uh, he was actually he was a nice little cat, but he was dumb as a bag of rocks. And he was walking around one time, and I saw some tinsel dragging behind him. So I just stepped on the end of it, and he kind of stopped. And then, and he was this Himalayan, long hair, uh, flame point, just beautiful. But he scrunched up his face like what? And then he just started pulling, and he just. You know, the the tinsel just like pulled out of his butt as he walked away from me. And he was looking around like, what the hell is wrong? What's going on? I don't understand. These are weird feelings. It was it's just so damn funny. Internal paper cut. Yeah, no, he was fine. But, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to do a tinsel test with Kit. Like shove it down his throat and make him eat it and see what happens. <laughs> no, because no, no, that's no. that's really not the danger, Andy. Is ah. Shoving it down his throat. I think we we have options there. Okay, like we cannot do that. Okay, uh, to find out how interested he is in the tinsel. Exactly. But I mean, that he 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 did spend some time experimenting. There are plenty of stuff around well, the house. That's what people do in college. Yeah. <clears throat> And got and, lines of coke on your pub table. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, right? Come on, right? yeah. put your coke away. Right. He's, he's doing lines right off of Mau Mau's belly. And, <laughs> no, because uh, there was a point where he was going around the house and he would pick up something small and he and then he and spit it out because oh that can't be. Oh, oh, okay, testing what's tasty. Exactly. I mean, he. Uh, that's how Andy got the the uh, image of him rolling the twenty. That's because, right. Because he picked up the 20 and he's like, oh, this ought to be, oh, no, this sucks. And he threw it out and it just rolled in front of him. And it was funny because the way he threw his head, it looks like he's rolling the 20. So so he actually could conceivably. D20, folks. Uh, was it a critical miss? I'm trying to remember. It was something. People probably thinking like, yeah, on, it, Bill, what the fuck? Yeah, was it, was it a fumble? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. I'm curious. I how have, do you find all that tinsel still in 2018? You got a box of it. It's like a whole case you bought when it was I have out. friends who care about me, Matt. <laughs> and so wow. Nobody in this room. So when when they find tinsel, they'll like buy a couple boxes for me okay. and give cases, it to me. really. Cases. I've actually got a full banker box full of boxes of tinsel because Friends have actually bought tinsel for me. Do you like save it at the end of the year? Oh no! You take no, the tree no. down. Oh. oh hell no! I do the vacuum method, and I just sit there and I pluck it and then let it just down the vacuum. I mean, geez, there's no saving it. But you know what? I do think we tried that one time, and it's like. I don't know. That's like saving hair. It just <laughs> it, it it becomes this fucking tangled mess, and it's dirty, and it's just, oh Jesus. I'm starting to think I'm going to side with uh, with Matt and Andy on this one, and just say you should skip the tinsel. <laughs> just be just based on your your, no, your, no. your description now of the cleanup there. It's, uh, for two different reasons, I, I I'm, I'm trying to protect Kit, and and, and uh, he's saying it's too much. I think it looks pretty. 
It is oh, so yeah, you that, have an amazing tree. Kay. The whole the, the the thing glitters and reflects. Mm-hmm. It's like the I don't need any other lights in the living room. The when tree I was does it all. Four or five, really young. You ate some tinsel. And no, I got zapped by your tinsel. Butt? Oh, okay. <laughs> what? I got zapped by tinsel because back then tinsel had metal in it, and it got into the outlet, and I picked it up. I thought they didn't have Christmas trees when you were four or five, Andy. (laughs) Well, they did, but they were lit by candles. Yeah, well, it wasn't Christmas because that was before Christ was born. So (laughs) it was was the Mithras tree. Yes, it was the Mithras tree. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. It was actually the tree of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay. (laughs) All right. Give you the claw to that. Got to give him that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So who plugged in the tinsel? Uh, No, it's just it, it, it. you know, it's the tree was close to the outlet, and the piece got in there, and I brushed it out <laughs> like and things zapped. Too. So y- you touched like the one piece that happened to be conducting yes, for the exactly. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. So was it a strong zap or just it like was a, a quick zap? And it was okay. the first time I've been in electric. Okay, so it was like, you, oh, remem- you remember what your the first hell? time? Yeah. yeah. The, the horrible part was Andy developed a taste mm. for it. Uh, <laughs> jabbing the fork in the outlet over and over. <laughs> I had a friend who actually kind of went that route. That oh, was, dear. That was really funny. Oh, really? She was a, a thing? She was a bedwetter as a kid. And so they did the they did the electric pad thing. Oh. Where you, you wet and it'll <laughs> you. And she God, said, "I forgot about she, those things." She said, "Eventually, it just kind of like started feeling good, so I I would do it just to feel good." And I thought she was joking, so I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's looking at me, and I'm like, "No," and she's like, "Yeah." So she actually had a hard time getting out of the habit because she actually was enjoying the little. <clears throat> oh, oh wow! Yeah. Well, Andy was the apex of coordination before the shock, so. Mm. 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 Oh, that explains a few things. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was also a lousy artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shock just flipped you. you know. It just flipped everything. It was amazing. <laughs> what geeky things you do this week, guys? Oh, are we still on that? Yeah. Sure, why not? So, what'd you do, Matt? I already said go. You're you're up. You no, did we, said yeah. he said he played World of Warcraft. Yeah, and then How's I did the, a bunch of decorating. Right. Oh, okay. But, but going back to the I Warcraft, I don't care really. I just I played it. It's fun. <laughs> I played, PvP'd a lot. Made a lot of kids cry. <laughs> okay, so it's a typical Thursday night for you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You walked into that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. The door was open. <laughs> so you, you, this is the new add-on so, PvP Ultimate Experience. You're still enjoying this, I assume. I am. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. You find that that's where you're going versus other. I'm letting him go with it. <laughs> versus other geeky things. You're like, uh, I'd rather do that World of Warcraft. Maybe you're you're being an asshole. <laughs> <on paper>. uh, <laughs> you'll get no sense out of him tonight. I am moving on, gentlemen. What oh else my goodness! Been? Yes. Wow. I went to Arco Santi. Okay. Yeah. What's an Arco Santi? Arco Santi is a uh, experimental uh, city that they never got close to finishing. In the middle of Arizona, and uh, it's kind of like a cross between Logan's Run and Tatooine and uh, Artist Commune. It's actually pretty cool. Never heard of this. When, when did, when did this either. get built? Seventies. Okay. Yeah. Was it created as like one of those artist utopia yeah, places? Yeah, it was, it was a specific artist whose name I can't remember right now. It's Christy Polioli or something like that. But uh, um, yeah, he, he had these visions for everybody living. Uh, and he was talking about towers that would live where five thousand people would live, and you'd have the moisture farms. 
You, kind of. You, well, you'd have you'd have the uh, it's Arizona, yeah. You'd have the um, uh, work and living spaces sort of intermingled and stuff, and people wouldn't have to drive around. Everything would be you. You sort of like complete the neighborhood in one place, and so it's it's kind of cool. It's, it's interesting. And place. Uncle only just put his foot down, and no one could do anything. Well, yes, exactly. No, uh, but uh, no, he died, and uh, and then it's been jealous, it's sort of it's sort of become more of a commune. Yeah, okay. Goddamn um, people, and they they can't finish a project because. When they started building it, they're just building out in the desert with you know not really paying attention to permits. And uh, oh. they're grandfathered in now. They can, they're not going to make them tear it down, but uh, they can't really do a lot of construction. They're they're sort of fixing stuff up and repairing stuff. But uh, so is this a like a tourist trap, or are there people living there? There's 70 people there right now, living there, living there, and they make their living making bells out of cast form stuff. It's a, some of the construction. I think I've talked about this before because some of the construction is uh, they would build a dome-shaped kind of form and then f- cover it with sand and then carve into the sand and then pour cement over that and then take the sand away so they could keep using the same form over and over and over the domes and they'd make these intricate patterns on the dome on the sand and so you'd have these weird patterns that were just created when you poured it. So people come all over mm-hmm. to go to... Damn it, Andy. Well, You're a mess today, man. So far, Jeff and and Matt have both pulled an Andy, but Andy has not. <laughs> yeah. Well, well Andy did at dinner. He, very peaceful. He about knocked his knife off into my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things I missed. That would have been awesome, too. Just... <laughs> Thank goodness the steak knives at Outback have the curved tip yeah, as really. opposed to the, think they the pointed they one. They knew Andy or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's why that's the one we choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people come from all over mm-hmm. to go get bells at and, 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 take, and take tours. Arco, Arco Santi. And they take tours of the place. And uh, there are their music festivals happen there. And that's actually another one of the reasons they can't build is because the government wasn't really paying any attention to them because it's kind of a cool looking space. They started having music festivals and other festivals there, and sometime in the mid '80s, uh, there's a it was an event called Carmageddon. They call Carmageddon, where like I remember the game based where, on like it. 140 cars burned. <laughs> they don't know how it happened. They don't know what started the fire, but like, so now the government sort of pay, well, now, where they exist and is like, oh yeah, you guys can't just keep building willy nilly on that mountain. Okay, so it wasn't an event that they held where you burned cars. No, it was an it event was an where event. a bunch of the cars burned in a parking lot. Oh, okay. was, was the event called Carmageddon? No, that's what they call, they've okay. since started calling it now. <laughs> All right. No, they have like like I say, musical festivals and plays and stuff and readings and uh, people go out there and like I said, they make bells. They uh, they've got a woodworking shop. It's, Didn't you say they have rooms that you can? Yeah, you can rent rooms, and I'm gonna do that at some point. I'm gonna rent a room and stay out there for a couple rent of days room and make some bells and yeah, I'll hang it, out and take some paintings and stuff. He had a few pictures of the interiors, and it's it's cool because it it act, he, Logan's run is right. It looks like the '70s idea of what the future will look like. Oh, with a a a, a little shellac of hippie right over it. Yep. So hippies run. All right. Yeah, hippies Should, run. Be careful, Kirsten. If he goes there, he might not come back, and you'd be out of roommate. Uh, oh, that's okay. Duncan will pay. It's the call sure. of the bells. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that oh, was on. Comes a, downstairs. Where's my father? How uh, much does a bell cost? <laughs> no, no, no. Three three months later, <laughs> yeah. he comes downstairs. He's like, you seen my dad? Yeah. No, you <laughs> think you're joking? I know I'm not the, joking. The, 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 the other day, uh, Duncan walked up to me and said. Did you know my father's going out of town this weekend? 
And I'm like, yeah, he and I talked about it about four hours ago. And he's like, okay. And yeah. <laughs> that was our conversation. I actually have been sorting out my room, so I've pulled a bunch of boxes out of my room, packed them by my door. And that was there for like three days before Duncan walked me and said, uh... There's not something going on I should know about, is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Arca Santi was on the way back. I went down to uh, Mesa, Arizona to go see Puddles. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's because, quite uh, a journey to see Puddles. Well, he's playing here. He's doing a, um, uh, what do you call it? He's going to be playing here at... Uh, um, Residency? Residency at... Uh, at, uh, at Caesar's Barge. At Caesar's Palace. Right. But that's going to be 21 plus. And uh, Dude, he take, booked the palace. Yeah. So I want to take Frankie down. So I took you know her and a couple other people down there. And then we drove back. We went, went down like a rocket. But it was cool. We went through. We drove through clouds. It was a really interesting weather. We actually oh. went through fog. In um, Arizona? Yeah, I know. It was, it was insane. It's weird. Yeah. One of the flattest. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, it was in, it was in the uh, between uh, Hoover be- Dam and Kingman. I'd almost be afraid of be having a Twilight Zone moment. At yeah, that point. It was well. They were having Red Dead Redemption. They were all talking Red Dead ah, Redemption. Ah, of course. Um, Arthur Morgan, right? <laughs> we saw snow at about about nine o'clock on Saturday night, um, up by Flagstaff. Up by Flagstaff. Uh, yeah, that blow your mind, snow? Uh, you being a New England boy, that's yeah. where Aunt Edna passed away. Right. Uh, went to Sedona. It was, it was fun. Oh, we drove off some weird dirt road in some little town, like 20 miles of dirt road, and found a town called Beehive with population 11. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Is there anything to do in Beehive? Is there, no, a, is there a store? There are no. There is a store, but the big sign saying, don't stop your work. It's not open. There was like a general <laughs> store that's been closed for decades. <laughs> okay. And really, the sign said that? Don't stop your yeah, work. Don't stop it. It's not open. <laughs> wow. Because you do pass inside. through that little town-ish when you go to that uh, that mine that's outside of where all the movies are filmed at. Oh, Tucson? No, no, no. Here in Nevada. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, Nelson. Nelson, yeah. yeah. That is actually the town of Nelson yeah, you ta- pass through. Yeah, you pass through Nelson. And, and I never really saw anything going through there either. It's... It's kind of odd. There is because you go through a mountain pass, and all of a sudden there's a little town there. There isn't a store, but there is a community library that's made up of just like books that people just donated to them. You know what? I'm all for it. Yeah, that I, in fact, I, I gave him a couple of books one day. I I don't need food. I just need books. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, luckily we got out of the weather. Oh, we're so tired and thirsty and hungry. Let's read a book. Who <laughs> wants to hear Catcher in the Rye? I will read it aloud. Oh, I'm doing a reading Thursday at the. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm reading from uh, from uh, Live Through This uh, down at um, uh, down at the Arts Factory area. Down, uh, but down. Fantastic at yeah. the Arts Factory. What time? If anybody wants uh, to go, six o'clock to seven o'clock, and it's actually at the um, uh, Nevada Art Society, something like that. I'll I'll, I'll, oh. I'll post it. Yeah, on, that's a good uh, idea. I'll post. I'll look it up before this is <laughs> over. Somewhere downtown this yeah. Thursday. It's it's like listen three, for Andy. Three so, doors left of Mingos. Okay. So when Duncan walks in your room and goes, "Did you know my father had a reading <laughs> later on today?" You'll, you'll actually have an answer for him. Yeah. What are the geeky things you do this week? I like that Arco. Yeah, Arco Sandy's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a road trip. Definitely worth it. How 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 many? How far away is it? Hour wise. I don't know. It kind of meandered. It's it's like midway between Phoenix and Sedona. Okay. So what? Five hours. Yeah, probably about that. Okay. Ugh, that drive down to Arizona is just—it's so... boring. Oh, have you driven the new the section Ugh. of the eleven now? There's a section of the eleven from uh, 
railroad pass uh, to um, the to the bridge to the Notre Dame Bridge. Yeah, it's 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 really smooth now. Yeah, it's. Because you know you had to slow down the, the two lane each way, and had then there was the stoplight right next to Railway Pass Hotel. You had to stop. Okay. For the, you had to stop and get frisks and security. You had to go through your car and shit. Sure. Yeah. Andy used to go there just for the frisking. Exactly. Oh, sure. Yeah, but yeah, now there's this big loop that goes south. Do you have to declare, sir? I don't know. You might have to look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I? I declare this bulge in my pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else you do, guys? Did I do anything geeky? I don't, I don't, I don't know. You, I you could know. have gone to the Millennium Fandom Bar, but you, you know, weren't feeling well enough I to wasn't, go. actually, yeah. so. Okay. What, what was happening at the Fandom Bar? Andy. Uh, <laughs> You're the one that went. So. I, I went, but I, I went because I thought you guys were going to be there. Um, somebody who used to be yeah. at the... That's not true. He actually texted me, are you going? And I said, I don't think oh, so. I, don't I was halfway there, but I thought I thought Jeff might be there. No, it's just some... I was going to be, but yeah. uh, Some people happen. from out of town, and I oh, okay. I ended up not not feeling good. So Fair I, enough. I, I thought there was a geeky event, but this is obviously yeah. more of a I, w- I went to a Christmas party that was at the Boulevard Mall at a place called Heads Up. Which is basically a uh, uh, the one that I talked about on the show yeah, before. Yeah. That that's also the escape room thing, right? The, there's an escape room with there. the force perspective art, right? Yeah, but now they have in the, in the mall. The mall is like really catering to indoor activities for families and kids. Oh, so now there's a uh, go kart track in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and the uh, this, this is at the Boulevard Mall. Oh, yes, yes, sketchy mall. Yeah, it's not that sketchy anymore. I know, anymore. but it was yeah. when I, I first was. came yeah. here. And yeah. I was like, holy shit! It really shit. Used to, it used to be really bad. The aquarium there has otters. Yes, it does. You know, and, and you can feed the otters. You haven't done this yet, have you? I still have not done. Oh this. man, do you let get us to know. Pet what's your video? I, I got to do it. You do. How, um, that has to be a Patreon goal. <laughs> Feed the otters with Torgo? Uh, <laughs> but not feed the otters. No. You got to oh, take oh, it at a place Torgo. where you <laughs> swim with the otters. I, I still want to <sighs> see that. I just want to see you in I don't the water. Think, I don't think you can swim with them here. You with can swim otter. with stingrays here. Well, no, you, well, have to go to the, you have to go to Northern California somewhere to do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that that that'd be a Patreon reward. It's like watch the video of Todd swimming with otters. There you go. <laughs> wow, such a cash grab. No, no. <laughs> High end Patreon reward. Join Torgo, swim with the otters. That's yeah, it. yeah. That's where I uh, was elected president at the heads up, so that's where I got the. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> posted a picture of me in front of the uh, presidential seal and all. Who was fool enough to elect you president? Uh, be- huh. Everyone right, now. What? what? Everyone really? right now. <laughs> You're confused how this could happen? Oh, yeah. good point. Don't you know anyone can run for president now? R- uh, rules are out the window. Yeah, baby. the rules are out the not window. Even, not even run. Win. My, when, I, yeah. when I posted a picture, my brother said. My brother posted that uh, he, uh, he he's going to discuss his fee for keeping things quiet. And he said, "No, no, I, I just I just you know call you names and tell you're a liar. We're set now. There's a new paradigm." Yeah, I I want to see the movie of Secret Service trying to protect Andy as president. Instead of armed with weapons, oh. they've all got pillows. They wouldn't have to worry about assassination. Hey, going down. Keep his, your hands off my pillows. His his luck roll would always be just like you're like. Ooh, look, a quarter. The shot goes zinging past his head. Another <laughs> <laughs> secret service guy dies. Anybody has to dive in my and movie. And the assassin falls out the window. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there he is. Oh, yeah, we got him. <laughs> he spills something and shorts out like the radio. They're like, hello, hello. 
Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I approve this message. Comedy ensues. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the helicopter name? C C one or whatever. Marine, Marine, one. Marine, Marine one. one. There we go. C one. C one. Sequest. No. Oh, Aquaman's involved. <laughs> That's right. Is it another Momoa? You salute the Marine and fall down the stairs. <laughs> oh, that's something. That was Gerald did. Ford. Finally, Gerald Ford did that. Yeah, and oh. he would fall up the stairs. Oh. It was Air Force One. <laughs> <or that. laughs> and into. Yeah. No, it'd be the into the rotor. It'd be, the, no, it'd be the inflatable like crash thing where the 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 inflatable slide comes out and then Andy just woo down the slide he goes. And being Andy, he hit the bottom, roll, stand up, yeah. look around, like yeah, okay. Suck on that, Gerald Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> well, what, you were about to see. Uh, I, I was finally able to require the Blu-ray collection of Sequest DSV. Oh. Uh, it. Yeah. So that it was a pain there in you the go. ass. Look. Yeah. But the, uh, the, why does it? Is it being because it was okay? So season one Blu-ray was only released in Australia, and then there's a German version, which is all three seasons on Blu-ray. Oh, the German version. Much but size. they're they're region locked. Well, I actually, sorry the the Australian one is region free except for the extras. The extras, but are, it isn't subtitled. Locked. So fuck. How are you gonna? <laughs> so yeah. Sequest U five seven three. But anyway, uh, it's a Canadian joke. It, we're not to understand it. Now the that German, I, that's I what have it. their subs, you boats, you motherfuckers. God, <laughs> you of all people. <laughs> I knew where you were going. I just wanted to fuck your shit up. I basically had to get it, rip it. What did Death charge my joke? Jeez. And then turn it into a video file so that I could watch it. Oh, wow. But So, uh, so you got the disc set, yeah. but then you had to rip it and then convert it. Well, because they're region locked. But right. But if I run it through the computer, I can run it region free on the computer. Sure. And But now I've got them just as... Uh, as uh, Archives? Yeah. Well, just, yeah, archive so I can archive, watch it. Uh, I can basically NSA. watch it on digi- yeah, any yeah. digital format now <laughs> in high def. But, the archive. Uh, it actually looks pretty good. I mean, it. you know, the the, se- the first season is really the only good season oh. of that series. So, but uh, strictly speaking, is what you did legal? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to double check. Own it. Yeah. yeah. Archive, Andy. Mm. But, wow. Uh, I just want to know. No, it was a law. He's trying yeah. to catch Jeff. Want to know. He's trying it to catch Jeff in a perjury trap. He's recording it looks really as he good. does. This. What the <laughs> hell? No, I, I almost, I almost ca- uh, contacted our uh, our legislature. Austra- no, I was oh. going to say I almost tried to contact our Australian um, uh, shock monkeys to see if they could find one because uh, when I tried to originally get it on Amazon, it just kept saying it was sold out. So and yeah, that's the truth. He's like import sold out, and I'm like, oh, okay. But anyway, finally got to see it. Got. Got to watch that a little bit. I haven't does been able it, to does watch. It hold up? Uh, I, I like I said, the first season is 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 pretty good, except that it's supposed to take place in like 2018. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so so oh, that's yeah, that's, that's good. Well, you got to remember the thing was made in like '93. Sure. So you anyway, must '93 '94. Got a, yeah. Now, okay, I, I barely remember the show. Now, what's the premise? Uh, so the premise uh, is... All right, Andy, just Andy. That's okay. We're we're in our own normal timeline now. <laughs> Drop this phone. All right. The premise is in the future, we've colonized the ocean. So there are colonies and cities... Star Trek underwater. Underwater. And Sequest DSV is a very large submarine that is... Um, underwater it, Enterprise. It's Yeah, exactly. You know, if you just say... Just like... 
Kirsten said, Star Trek Under the Water. Wasn't that the theme song? Underwater no. Enterprise. Yeah, that's they actually did win an Emmy for uh, Oh, I got salt best, in my uh, eyes. They yeah. did get something. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was they won an Emmy for the uh that was good. for the the opening theme that the composer did. See? So. Yeah. That's right. But, you guys uh, missed the gem but, yeah, that was no, what he no. just <laughs> you can, you can, you can remind. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting cuz they really music? talked about, you know, ecology and all these things with global warming and so forth that we were leading to, into back then and it was kind of accepted that these things were happening and, you know, flash oh, forward sure. to the actual time in which it takes place. I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So well, once uh, once money became uh, a factor, sure. yeah. then people took a stand. So there you go. There you go. But anyway, uh, life I, talk. I remember the oh, the in because you know model kit world was once my life. Uh, yeah. They had oh, they released two model kits. Yes. For it. they released the SeaQuest vehicle itself, yep. submarine, mm-hmm. and and the dolphin. They made yeah. A, they made a a dolphin model. A yeah. dolphin model. Darwin. That's what you got. Which uh, I cu- I come to find out. Um, Years later, there was some controversy over the the dolphin being on the show, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, it's a live dolphin!" Blah, blah. And it was always an animatronic dolphin that Just was that purpose good. that was that good. It was purpose built for the show by the same guy that um, built the uh, the robot whales for Star Trek Four. Ah, so wait, they was, didn't use real whales in Star Trek Four? Nope. Oh, but uh, yeah, I thought that was fascinating because you look at the scenes, a lot of it, just the way that they shot it, it looks like a real dolphin, but it was a it was an animatronic. Peta hates it anyway. Yeah, they did. They really did. In fact, uh, I if I remember correctly, back uh, my dad took me to Universal back in '93. Uh, uh, we actually went for the opening of the Back to the Future ride. Very at, cool. At Universal Hollywood, and uh, they were shooting Sequest at the time. In fact, uh, when we were getting ready to go into the backdraft experience, they were shooting Sequest in the soundstage right behind Backdraft. So I saw all the extras in their uniforms. Are you talking I hadn't back- even seen the show yet. It hadn't even aired yet. But backdraft, all- the fire movie? the, the f- Backdraft, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a okay. fire effect. They used to have, it's, it's gone, Dang. long gone now, but that whole warehouse scene at the end of the film, they recreated that oh, okay. live. Right. And it was amazing. Just like all the different fire effects and... You know things exploding and they and, kept, and you're they kept that experience for a for long, long time. Yeah, it, it trans- I saw it. it became Transformers. Yeah, if I I, right. if, yeah, but I believe it eventually did become Transformers. But I I saw it in 2005 for the last time. Sure, because um, you know back I don't know was still how, big in 2005. I don't know how much longer they kept it after that. But Backdraft was a fascinating. Because um, it's a walkthrough thing. The the culmination is the warehouse scene, but they show you clips of how they made the movie and how they did certain fire effects in the movie. And the catwalk that you Mansion. were on at some point, yeah, kind of it like drops <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I did that. But they did like this little fire tornado thing. They showed I you love how they the do fire that. tornado. Right, I know it's, just I, a it's silly, thing. but it. Yeah, Universal Studios Florida and you could probably build one of those. Probably Universal <laughs> Studios Florida had Twister the Experience, Universal. Hollywood had backdraft, back but they both had fire tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, while we're in line for that, I remember seeing extras from the movie in there in the the sequence. I hadn't seen a a thing about the show other than it was being produced at that time. So I saw the people in their uniforms. They're out having their smoke break um, outside the soundstage. Um, got to see a little bit inside the soundstage, but it was pretty nondescript. It looked like it was just like a corridor or something from the set. But uh, man, I miss studio interesting access. What you yeah, Ugh. 
Very cool. I played a lot of Sh- Shadow of the Tomb Raider this week. God, that's a good game. Is it? Is it new? It looks fantastic. New-ish. It's, it came out like three months ago, four yeah. months ago, something like that. It, it got owned by Spider-Man, and it got released around the same time yeah, as Spider-Man exactly. and yeah. some other big big names. Is but, it a Laura Croft thing, or is, is yeah. it Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Is it like, Full-on Laura Croft okay. thing. Third in the new series of Tomb Raider games. And it's supposed to wrap up the the current trilogy, right? Yes. That's, that's yeah, the wrap-up of yeah, that storyline. And, and it has a big, epic... It, it's... What I always wanted Laura Croft games to be, in which they always kind of were, uh, acrobatic Indiana Jones when it comes down to it. And they have the little, it's not really an open world game, but it has little segments that you can go explore and find tombs. The tomb design in this is amazing. The main part of the game is not doing the tomb raids. Those are like little side quest things. But every time you find one, is presented in such a beautiful way. The the level design is is fun, but visually it's gorgeous. You, you can, there's a full Goonies moment where you come across an old Spanish galleon in a cave that was caved in, and just some moments just take your breath away. Just I miss Indiana Jones. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yeah, the, wow. The movie is is based off that current trilogy i mean it's not right exact there are moments that in the movie that are direct from the video games but the overall story of the movie is the movie that went by like a blip this summer that nobody saw yeah yeah Yeah, that one what was it i mean it did okay um laura croft tomb raider i think okay you knew what you were getting yeah Yeah. it's in the title but uh oh what's the also found a little time to paint so the army moves along the tank is getting built and painted and yeah this, but this was taking me a little while longer because it's a friggin tank by the time you get done with this he's not gonna be he's gonna be into his warcraft monopoly he's not gonna care anymore that's okay i war got hammer. war room games war i can hammer. go down there and find some shit i can start some <laughs> shit who wants to start some shit with some some plague marines i got a thousand points here ready to go and then the response is i only do 2500 point games fuck you i got wow. a thousand points <laughs> that's what i, I got <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, I just, not, he's not wrong. I don't fight yeah. for less than. Yeah, I'm sorry. And it was just called Tomb Raider, not uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. People are like me. that because they want their they want all their specialty armies and oh, their yeah, yeah, huge yeah. demons and shit. And they they, sure. they they can't they can't condense down to a thousand to make effective. They want they want their commander to have everything. Their their whole strategy is around their Primarch, which is 500 goddamn points yeah. itself. And yeah, Warcraft Monopoly does exist. Yeah, I know, but yeah, of it's course. War, you meant Warhammer. I know, but that exists. But Warhammer Monopoly. We were but it does exist. <laughs> so <laughs> we were talking about this at, at dinner. He showed me the Warhammer 40K uh, Monopoly board, and it looks amazing. Uh, uh, what's it called? Boardwalk is Holy Terra. Of course Now, you is. would think Park Place would be uh, Mars, right? Sure. What is Titan. It? I have no idea where that came from. Wow. <laughs> okay. Is <laughs> is a craft world one like like you know New York Avenue? I don't know. It's okay. Just, you know. Okay. Wow. Do you get to fight people in this one? Like that if you land awesome. on the same space, do you like do a roll off? I was <laughs> thinking like I think like the tax one where take out their wounds. It's like exterminatus. Well, of course something. it is. Tax is always exterminatus. <laughs> Uh, I, I downloaded an app called Battlescribe. You already know about yes, this. One. I have it. I've, I've only, had it for like a year now. Right. I've only recently figured it out because there is some homework when you're doing Warhammer. Here we go. Warhammer stuff. Here we go. 
Because Warhammer, Warhammer, sports, 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 sports. Yeah. Every piece that you use in the game has a certain point cost, and that's how you keep things fair. Army versus army. We're playing up to a thousand points. You can't spend more than a thousand points on your army. Every time you add a upgrade of the weapon, whether that's for a tank or a person, that costs more points. And there's options of like various relics you can use that costs more points. So as you are, it's you are creating this big math equation when you're creating your army because each guy costs this, this guy costs this, but if you upgrade him to this, it costs that, and it can get very confusing. And there's a lot of rules involved, and what kind of units you use decides how many command points, which are which are you trade those in for rerolls basically, but. The more command points you have, the more you can influence the game as you're going along. So those are important. So there's a lot to figure in, and this Battlescribe app does it for you completely. It there's lets another you... one called uh, Armies 40K. Armies 40K? This one, yeah. Okay, I got to look at, look that one up too then, because that one's very much more graphic than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yours is better than yeah, it mine. Is a better. Um, so you, this one, you just say, put put in whatever armies you want or Give want to idea. use. Cool. I'm looking at that. That's awesome. <laughs> For our viewers out there, yeah, yeah man, yeah, yeah. hold something up on the phone. So you, you put in your armies. It figures out all the points. It, it lets you know uh, you can't use this until you decide what this is and so on. And when you're all done, it basically does a single screen printout of all your army abilities and all the special things underneath so you have a one place to look instead of turning through book pages over and over and over again. You bring your codex to the battle. You're right. So basically it can take place of the codex for all wow. the information. All, all nice. I need is the upgrade that plays for you, and then I'm Tactic. ready to rock. Tactics, babe. It's about tactics. Yeah. But in, And I finally put my army in this battle scribe thing, and I'm like, oh, shit. The way I've got this built, I've got like one more thing that I then I need. So I've been having to make some decisions yeah. on yeah. how to do that thousand points against you. So once this tank's done, and once Typhus is done being painted, that's my warlord. I'm well, ready. That, thousand that's, points. That's I'm ready. You can get rid of Typhus. Sorry. That's who you can get rid of. Typhus. I want to get rid of Typhus. I'm just saying, if you need to slim your army down, you get rid of him. And just have a regular. I don't need to slim it by 300 points. It's, you know, it's, I'm good. Okay. Right, Typhus on. is 300 points. Be trim. Don't fight heavy. Fight look at, smart. Look at me. I'm, the last thing I have is trim. Well, I yeah. you know. Dude, it's a this great. Is, it's a, this is the holidays. Trim isn't happening. It's the great unclean one over here. How much? <laughs> how much does a tank cost? Uh, depends on the tank, but uh, the, the one that I'm using is about two hundred something. That's all. Yeah. And there's a guy that's three hundred. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you use a Primark Mortarian, he's about six hundred points. Holy crud! Jesus. Yeah. It's sort in, of in like the me. Warhammer in the Warhammer universe. A lot of the champions are pretty badass. And that's how you have 2,500-point armies. Sure, yeah. One dude's worth 600 points. So like me, Andy, when we would play Hero Clicks and I'd pull out Ultron. Yeah. <clears throat> asshole. Yeah. No. Well, no, Andy's the asshole because he would spend the whole game saying, Kirsten's got Ultron. You guys ought to go after him. <laughs> and I end up fighting everybody because they, they look. It was so, people Tactics, would baby. Look yeah. at Ultron and, and just get that side eye and go, Hmm, Andy has a point. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. You know, yeah, what, Professor Xavier? I had Xavier, yeah. 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 Oh, he, that's, yeah. 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 Although yeah. We, we figured out we were actually doing Xavier wrong, but. Oh, hero click says. So, yeah. Mm. Anything else, gentlemen? I would play uh, Jean Grey with Juggernaut. Nice. She had a telekinesis, so I'd throw Juggernaut. Like, usually yeah. you throw your Juggernaut. <laughs> 
into the fray. The yeah. goddamn juggernaut. Uh, yeah. But it was like using Jean Grey's telekinesis mm-hmm. okay. to make it attack. I would use... One thing I tried sometimes is uh, Hawkman would throw Hulk into the wow. into the mix, and that was fun. Do you have Pokemon news in there? No. Okay, I got to tell Matt this. You're I don't finally, care. You're finally getting you want in Pokemon. You can no, start. I don't care. You can fight each other now. Who cares? So it's coming up. It's, way, it's like is three years coming? too late. Yep. It's like three years too late. He's too cool. He's moved on. He There's grew other up. AR things for him to do now. That's right. You know what happened in the past three years? I grew up. He grew up, Andy. <laughs> yeah. He grew up so much he went retro, retro back to wow. Wetro. Wetro wow. Wetro wow. Wetro wow. Wetro wow. wow. Mellage. <laughs> very, very scared. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. I'm a wanger. Uh, All right. Uh, you know, we'll do a little bit of email because it's just a quick, happy, quick email uh, from Pat. I was curious, guys. In the movies and TV, there are always product placement. For me, I liked Wayne's World. What about you guys? Pat S. <laughs> that scene in Wayne's World is so funny. It's a gloriously meta yeah. scene for, for product placement. Are there any instances of product placement that, that come to mind that stand out for movies? I, I will say, as I mentioned last week, uh, Mac and Me is the ultimate in product placement movies I have ever seen uh, t- to the point of audaciousness between Coca-Cola and the Dancing McDonald's. It's I don't know. Glorious. Pepsi and PepsiCo in Back to the Future Part 2 was pretty blatant. It's pretty strong. I mean, they they went all out, not only in the movie itself, but in the public advertising that film. I and like, I uh, like the product placement in Blade Runner with, with a bunch of movies, that, with, with a bunch of products that don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Like Pan yeah. Am. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. That was neat. Oh, that was a uh, 2001. Pan Am was like the big thing in that, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh god, that was that's so funny. Yeah, Pan Am, poor Pan Am. See, now I'm gonna have to think about that for a minute because I mean, yeah, he's right. Oh, the the first Transformers and the second Transformers film were blatant cash grabs. Just every oh yeah five seconds, there's something <laughs> just blatantly in your face product placement uh you know what speaking of pan am there is that's another product placement that i liked because obviously european vacation was sponsored by pan am so much right. that they include, included a joke later on about not being able to s- speak in french <laughs> he's trying to talk to this thing uh pan am uh, pano ammo <laughs> <laughs> my favorite because i like the story behind it, it and it's not like egregious product placement but that's et yes I was and reese's the same pieces thing, yeah. because of the whole m&ms with peanuts being like nah we're come on we're not doing that and so they went with reese's pieces and then became a phenomenon i think yeah uh, i mean it's right up there in family Ooh, piece of candy Ooh, piece of candy Ooh, piece of candy Ooh, piece of candy i think mattel did Ooh, the same thing with uh, barbie and toy story i think they didn't want uh, to have barbie in the and then they, they, they well, yeah, the first it. one they didn't, and then suddenly they're like, "Please put Barbie in the right. Toy Story." <laughs> play, 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 please. Uh, so that's some ones that uh, that we thought of. There, Pat is good to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, just right off the top. I mean, I'm sure I could think of more, but but seriously, Mr. Yeah. Science Theater, the new season, first episode, Mac and Me. You want to see some goddamn product placement? Oh, that that movie. movie is bought and sold by Coke wow. and McDonald's. Coke and McDonald's. Yep. I guess that just brings us to Weekend Geek. Yay! What? 
<laughs> One of these days he's going to do that and go, just kidding. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's done it before. But there's just nothing. There's just all sorts of just stuff. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Yeah. Uh, classic DC Comics hero Plastic Man nice. is coming to the big screen. Oh, my God. Uh, Amanda Idoko has been hired to pen the script for what will be a comedic action adventure for Warner Brothers. Bob Shea, the former co-founder of New Line, will executive produce. Uh, he also executive produced uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, so, mm. you know, respect. Uh, Plastic Man was an initially a DC character, having been created by Jack Cole for Quality Comics in 1941. When Quality went under in 1956, DC bought many of the characters, Plastic Man, among them. The hero's true identity is Patrick Eel O'Brien. A crook turned good guy. O'Brien was part of a gang and during a botched heist is shot and doused with a chemical liquid. Uh, left for dead by the gang, he awakens to find himself imbued with the power to shapeshift and stretch his body into almost anything. O'Brien eventually reforms and becomes a police officer. He was a member of the Justice League for a time and once had his own cartoon series. The project is in early stages, has no filmmaker is currently on board. Warners is planning on staying true to the light-hearted and even silly tones of the characters, say sources. What? DC-based film production president Walter Hamada and Chantal Nong are overseeing the studio. Uh, Adoko was a staff writer on The Mayor, the short-lived ABC comedy about a hip-hop artist who wins a city election. And her first feature script is set to move into production as... Breaking News in Yuba County, starring Allison Janney, Laura Dern, and directed by Tate Taylor, and scheduled scheduled to shoot in 2019. So any, she must have some some buzz behind her because she doesn't have film out there yet. Any mention of Woozy Winks? Not yet. Mm. Not yet. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, they've introduced Elongated Man on The Flash, mm-hmm. and when they were trying to come up with a name for him, uh, somebody suggested Plastic Man and... I think Cisco Ramon, who's a character that has named a lot of the heroes yes. and villains on there, goes, that's a stupid name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah, so, yeah. When it was named, the meaning of plastic was different. Yeah. More, yeah, more like elastic. Yes, plastic. yeah. yeah. And, and that's, I mean, plastic is, now we just think of plastic as being hard, material. Cheap, hard cheap material, but it meant more, more, it was closer to being elastic, man, when it was named. Right. Well, yeah, some people th- still think plastic surgery. Well, they put plastic in you? No, plastic is in the being able to mold mm-hmm. shape and form. Yeah. Like my soul. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of those powers that they just keep going back to, you know, this. Well, okay, so he was created in 41, right? Yep. Uh, Reed, or Fantastic <laughs> Four was what? 62. Okay. And so Elongated <laughs> Man is probably somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, be my guess. And there's other ones too. Well, stretch arms. Bunch of stretchy people out there. Yeah, yeah. But, to... but the difference is between the stretchers is that Plastic Man could take the form of things. Right, he would make so shapes. He, yeah, he could, oh, okay. so he'd become a gigantic hot dog. I'll have to have Carl and or Professor Biggs fact check me on this, but I, I, I'm pretty sure there is an episode. Of Justice League Unlimited, where they had both Elongated Man and Plastic Man in it. Oh, that'd be but fun. I could be wrong. Huh. I could be wrong. Because it's been a while since I've watched that series all the way through again. I, I remember enjoying the cartoon as a kid. But I, that's... Yeah. Barely, the cartoon. I had, I had some of the... I think they were the early DC... Like, early DC comics. It was around the same time as the, as the TV show. They had 
comics that were right sure. out of the TV show. And I had some of those that my mom got me in a garage sale. And they were definitely very silly. Oh, yeah. The show themed. was silly. The we show were, was silly. The comics were silly. We were right. Uh, elongated Man 1960. All right. Nice. The Toxic Avenger will be getting a big budget mainstream movie from Legendary. The studio acquired the rights to the mutant superhero. The character first appeared in his self-titled Trauma outing in 1984, which told the story of a lowly janitor named Melvin who falls into a vat of toxic waste and reemerges as the champion for good. It went on to become Troma's most successful film, and Toxie ended up as Troma's mascot. The characters appeared in three sequels, Part 2 and Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie, both released in 1989, and Citizen Toxie in 2000. Uh, that, not, that, the two scenes in that movie that really screwed me up as a kid. Uh, the bike it, scene. The bike scene yeah. and the weight room scene. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's a trauma film through and through. Yeah, that, that poor kid. Gross <laughs> and violence, yeah. yes. It's like, oh, God, his head just got squashed. Anyways. Sure, I, I, I remember seeing that for the first time and then just feeling dirty after that scene. Yeah. Nah. It's nasty. In England, it would have been called a video nasty. And there was a comic book series. There was a kid's cartoon show, which after discussing that, that's kind of weird. And a toy line. I had all those toys. Yeah, that cartoon yeah. was weird. The whole thing is weird. Well, I know, but I mean, I, I meant weird as in they were trying to tone it down to make it a kid's cartoon. Yeah. And I'm sitting like, they took all the things that made the movie enjoyable out. So it <laughs> just, it was, nastiness. it's just weird. <laughs> Oh, it's been ages since I've seen that movie. i got to revisit it. i have to put that on my Netflix. I saw the first two. I never saw the, the last ones. You know, I never saw Last Temptation of Toxie. You, you know what? I think I, I followed that same line. I saw the first two, and well, the second one wasn't all that great, so I never continued on. I mean, hell, I've, I've seen a lot of the crazy trauma films. I've even seen Cannibal the Musical from mm, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, glorious. which is, if you haven't got a chance to watch it, definitely try to find it. It's, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, there was talk of a more grounded live-action remake a couple of years ago, but this appears to be an all-new approach. Uh, Troma founders Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz, who directed the original, will produce this new film. And at this point, no writers or directors have been named. So we're going to get a big-budget Toxic Adventure movie. I don't know. It's... Okay. I, I'm, all, I'm all for it, but it's... I'm confused as to what it's going to be. It's out there. Whatever. Try it. It's not going to be for people like you. It's, well, it's not going to be a trauma film. When uh, it comes yeah. down to and no. for people who watch the other one right. and love it. This I, will I, be for people like me who never saw it. I and me. I never saw it either. I yeah. expect it to be somewhere between the cartoon and the original trauma version. Probably. I, a, a ramped up version of the cartoon or a toned down version of the movie. So I just looked it up. Fact check myself. Um, fact chicken. All right. Fact check myself. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Plastic Man acquired by DC in '56. Yes. A Wongated Man created in '60. Right. Yes. And uh, Mister Fantastic '61. Something was going on. <laughs> it's about the needs and the wants of yeah, a nation. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess people like drawing stretchy people in there. <laughs> it's, it's I wonder weird. if it had something to do with you know the advent of being able to make molded plastic relatively cheap. I, and you could I make, make all kinds of things. I, that you I think it has something to do with the lack of Viagra at the time. No. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. no, I think it has something to do with uh, uh, plastic not actually selling stuff. And, Ooh, we can 
make another one of those and make one of these over here in this company. Yeah. Yeah. All right, right. Yeah. Silly putty, baby. Netflix. The streaming giant has entered into a multi-year <laughs> first look deal. What? What? What's in your brain? <laughs> this is the streaming giant is a funny phrase to me. It's a streaming giant. <laughs> Look out for the streaming giant. Oh, God, no. Oh. Ho, ho, Close ho, your ho, eyes. Close your eyes. Ho, ho, ho. It burns. It burns. <laughs> Hold your breath. Hold your breath. Oh, yeet. Asparagus. <laughs> you beat me to that. I was just going to say that. Oh, it's a jolly green giant. Oh, get the plastic. Get plastic, man. Netflix, the streaming giant, has entered into a multi-year first look deal with Chris Columbus, director of the first two Harry Potter films and his 1492 Pictures Partners. Under the deal, Netflix gets first dibs on any feature film that Columbus and his producing partners want to make. Columbus in 1492 Pictures most recently produced the holiday film The Christmas Chronicles, starring Kurt Russell for Netflix. Quote, being able to create original content on a on a major motion picture scale is a rarity in Hollywood these days, but not at Netflix. They encourage original ideas and visionary filmmaking, said Columbus in a statement uh, forced, I mean, issued by Netflix. Oh! <laughs> wow! I just, I just read that one there. There goes our Netflix deal. <laughs> uh, Disney announced new plans for Marvel-based additions to parks around the globe. They're calling it a Global Avengers Initiative. The Disney wow. Parks blog, right? <laughs> wow. Reported on the expansions, the Avengers and other characters from the Disney-owned Marvel Cinematic Universe will have an even greater presence in Disney parks. The meta-narrative uses the Stark Expo, a better tomorrow today, from Iron Man 2, which is featured at Hong Kong Disneyland. Soon after it opened, they say it, it was attacked by Hydra, so the Avengers are now setting up new outposts to combat these threats around the world at Disney parks. Imagine that. Tony Stark, Hank Pym, S.H.I.E.L.D., and the Masters of the Mystic Arts are all getting in on the action, and the guests want to get, Disney wants the guests to get in on it, too. Their intention is for visitors to take on an, act, quote, active role alongside these superheroes. The Iron Man experience is already being featured at Hong Kong Disneyland, where guests have the privilege of fighting Hydra. In March 2019, the same park will play host to a new Ant-Man and the Wasp-based attraction called Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle where guests can fight alongside heroes against uh, Armzola and his army of evil Hydra swarm bots. Otherwise known as Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with a Reskin. Sure, why not? All the MCU heroes will be populating the park, such as Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Captain America, and more leap into the action at moment's notice. And this is all happening again at the Hong Kong Park? Uh, this had... The characters swarming all over is happening all over the parks. Okay. So the Hong Kong seems to be the center of them trying the new things. It's bullshit. Uh, and, of course, California got the uh, Twilight Tower makeover. They're building the new Guardians of the Galaxy. I believe it's going to be a roller coaster, but I'm still not quite sure on it over at Epcot Center. I wonder how they're maneuvering around the exclusivity agreement they have with Universal's Islands of Adventure. Because that's what stalled a lot of the Marvel usage plans that they've had. Sure, in the and that's past. why they've they'd started at the Tokyo Disneyland because yeah. they could get away with there and not interfere right. with the Universal contract. Tokyo or Hong Kong? Sure, that one. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's all. I lost my place. Uh, we're just going by. You know, uh, yeah, I heard uh, Disney Paris. 
It's actually they're gonna change the haunted house into. Why are you no, smiling no. at me? No, no, God no. damn they, it! It's burnt down. <laughs> they, they burned it down. <laughs> to this Doctor Strange Sanctum Sanctorum. Damn it, Todd! What? <laughs> you make me smile, okay? <laughs> Did I miss a joke? Was there a funny I missed? Yeah, uh, I'm man. a lost here myself. You, 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 Were you being serious or are you making a joke? Yeah, I'm making a joke. <laughs> okay, it'd be preposterous. The two of you back and forth were just. But it would work. No, you know, it, take the it, haunted it house and just you know put a put that funky glass thing up front and then just you know replace. It'd be cool, but you want to see Disney fans in arms take down any haunted mansion yeah. anywhere. Exactly. I know, I know. That that was that's the, the joke. That's the premise the, of the, the joke. That, that's like Submariner, you know, being put into <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. No, the thing is Blackbeard. Yeah. Remember I'd that? I'd be down I do it. remember that. They did that. Uh, that was a time travel thing? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. But men thing in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that would work. <sighs> and work in that first swamp scene. Yeah. Sure. Right well, the wait bayou a minute. Wait, yeah, don't, isn't there? There's a bayou in the there's beginning. A, yeah. There's yeah. a bayou. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does that man thing pop out of the water right now? Perfect. And then he touches you and you burn? Yes. Take notes, Only Disney. if you know fear. Well, you know, who won't? Me. That's true. <laughs> and he has no fear. BBC America has announced it has ordered eight episodes of The Watch, a series based on Terry Pratchett's Discworld book, series of books. It was revealed earlier this year that BBC Studios had greenlit development on the series with TV writer Simon Allen hired to adapt Pratchett's series of uh, satirical fantasy novels. BBC America is describing the series as a punk rock thriller inspired by the City Watch subset of Discworld novels. The series centers on a group of misfit cops fighting to save a city of normalized wrongness from both past and future. BBC Studios is co-producing the series with uh, Narrativa, the production company Pratchett founded in 2012 and is now run by Pratchett's daughter, Rihanna, and his former business manager, Rob Wilkins. So, finally, we're going to get some BBC watch. That'd be cool. Nice. I've, I've got to read those books. I've, I've read one book of those, and I loved it, and I saw the, the BBC. I think it must, must have been a BBC movie they made of it. That Was it The Postman or The... Oh, okay. Was it The Postman? Could have been. They they they've made postal? quite a few little postal. going postal going, going, going postal. postal. Postman was a was a Kevin Costner movie. Yeah, yeah very very <laughs> Based different on, feel. Uh, David Brin Brin. Yeah, uh, both good books. Um, Actually, yeah. The yeah. if you are going to get into the Discworld novels of Terry Pratchett, that's one series I say don't start at the beginning. Okay, jump somewhere in the middle. Okay. Start with with Mort going postal's a fine one. Yeah, I think Mort's the general consensus I've heard. I tried starting with Color of Magic, and I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. Sure. So I want to go back to that at some point. I have everybody a, talks about Pratchett. So why don't you start at the beginning? It's the whole thing. Each book is not based on the other one. Mm-hmm. So each one is its own self-contained story. And I feel at the first few books, Pratchett is still trying to find his world. And I have attempted to read Color of Magic a couple of times and kind of just gave up each time. So I've had your experience, Kay. So not the place to start. And in the middle of the series, Pratchett is firing on all ends. He's found his feet and he started doing wonderful annotations to his own work, which are basically little jokes that are thrown in there. And 
there are callback characters, so you will see people pop in and out if you continue other books, but you don't need the previous book to understand whatever book you're starting. So Okay. Mort is where I should start. I'd recommend Mort as a good starting All spot. Right. Mort is an excellent character. And then you can watch the BBC movie based on it and realize that uh, it's really hard to translate Pratchett into visual. They did fine with going postal. You know, that one's the one I didn't see. I, I've, I've got three or four Pratchett, uh, two animated movies, uh, and Mort and one other one that I've seen. And, ooh, I don't know if they translate all that well. It's hard. So I'm, I'm looking to see the watch because it's based on it without <coughs> being the book itself. So they have the freedom to tell the stories of Ankh-Morpork, which is the big city where everything happens. So now you're just speaking gibberish. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember the first time you talked about something like that years ago and Paul was just, he didn't believe you because Ankh more pork and all that. <laughs> we had to explain the whole Pratchett thing to him. Sure. It was fun because it was like one nerd thing that Paul knew nothing, yeah. nothing about. But He didn't believe you about the turtle thing? That, that it was... The word on it was Ankh more pork. The word, right? Itself. But I mean, did you? Oh, then the I don't know. If, uh, no, it, it he didn't have con- hard time with that. It was oh, he had, he had no problem with the, the whole concept of the whole thing being on the turtle's back, or is that we didn't? The world is a disc that is settled on the back of four elephants that are walking in a circle on top of a sea turtle that is flying through space. Yes. Yes. He didn't have a problem with that, but he had a problem with the phrase Ankh-Morpork. Of course not. Who would? Because he thought he was just Dude. making up words. Yeah. It w- it, it j- oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Read, Todd. Just read. Uh, uh, oh, read? From? <sighs> yeah, Mr. Re- Fantastic. The Re- Plastic Man of the Marvel Universe. It was the best universe. of times. It was the worst of times. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> it I'll was put the that worst of times. <laughs> Stupid monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite Simpsons movies. <laughs> HBO has ordered a 10-episode limited series based on Stephen King's novel The Outsider, which came out this past May. Ben Mendelsohn, recently seen in Ready Player One and Robin Hood, will soon uh, and soon to appear as the leader of the Skrulls in Captain Marvel, will star in and produce the show. Screenwriter Richard Price from The Night Of, which I don't know, uh, will pen and executive produce the series. Actor-director Jason Bateman's production firm Aggregate Films is also on board, and Bateman himself will direct the first two episodes and possibly appear in the series as well. Another creative involved in all of this is Jack Bender, a director and producer who has helmed the bulk of the first two seasons of Mr. Mercedes, a Stephen King adaptation which was recently renewed for a third year on the Audience Channel. Without delving too much into spoilers, a character from the three books on which Mr. Mercedes is based, King's Bill Hodges trilogy, is also featured prominently in The Outsider. The Outsider is just the latest entry on the ongoing King renaissance on both the small and big screen. It, Chapter 2, Doctor Sleep, Pet Cemetery, and the Tommyknockers are all headed to theaters within the next couple of years, while Mr. Mercedes, Castle Rock, In the Tall Grass, The Dark Tower, and The Stand are either enjoying success already in TV streaming or are in development. Haven't read The Outsider. And because I have not read the rest of the Bill Hodges, Hodges trilogy, I have not read Mr. Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it is now the Dark Tower part of Stephen King that I haven't read. 
where I went years for not reading Dark Tower and said, finally, I'm going to read the Dark Tower, and I did, and it was awesome. And now I have the Bill Hodges trilogy staring at me going, when are you going to read me now? So that's probably Wow. Because <laughs> I can't watch The Outsider. Why not? Or read The Outsider without reading the Bill Hodges trilogy because oh. I need the fill-in info. Oh, I see. Oh, they're not standalones like Terry Pratchett books? <sighs> they might be, kind of. I don't Call know. I don't think they're... I, I, yeah, I know what you did there. I know what you did there, okay? <laughs> you don't got to look at me and say that, but okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of books, I should bring up that uh, for this month we are reading... It's a graphic novel month in the book club, and we are reading Gerard Way's The Umbrella Academy, uh, which Netflix just this week dropped their trailer for the TV series based on it that they're developing. So we've already started discussing it on the Facebook page. I have not finished it yet. I'm getting close, so I will be putting in my two cents on the page very, very soon. Um, that being said, I'm in a weird... I'm a reader. I think a lot of readers do this, where you hit this reader lull, where you just... you do, I, I read book after book after book, and then all of a sudden, like, eh, I don't feel like reading anything for a little while, just... Brain just goes. I'm done. I take a break. I poke at books that I've been reading. I'm slowly. with that with television right now, yeah. like shows. I'm like, I don't want to watch anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a real bad zone with television. Is like the only time I watch TV. TV is when Andy comes along and turns it on. Otherwise, I'll 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 watch some YouTube stuff or I'll work without anything on at all. Oh wow. So, but yeah, I mean, and movies too. I haven't been to movies in forever. Yeah, the next one I want to go see is Mortal Engine, but before that, I can't remember the last movie I went and saw. Yeah, I didn't even see like, Ant-Man. Yeah, I know. I, I was really kind of disappointed that you guys never went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp because it was a really I, good I, film. I saw it. I'm disappointed in me. I should have seen Especially that. Especially seeing it in 3D. It was freaking amazing. Well, I know you did, That Andy, sounds appropriate. Did anyone see Venom? No, I didn't. No. Nobody I, in this room saw it. I, I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to see it. Like only the, three people in the country. The saw more it, so. clips that I kept seeing of it, I'm just like, I don't think so. And it's going on to gross more money than most Marvel yeah. movies ever. Yeah, really? it's yeah. Are you serious. Venom worldwide is a massive success, especially in China. It was critically panned, but I'm going to make fan reviews pushed it over the top. Fan, re- I mean, even some of my coworkers are like, "Oh, dude, you got to totally see it!" And they start telling me about the film, and I'm like, "That's not Venom. That's, I mean, this. It's fine if they want to create an entirely new universe, but so that's like, not so- Venom. Sony's finally got their Spider Verse, and Venom yeah. is the first proper salvo, apparently. Yeah, financially. So, so I'll, 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 I'll catch it on Netflix. Yeah, well, my, my prediction was going to be that was that Venom was at the Tropicana Regency, but it isn't. No, it hasn't been there for a while. So it already went out of the It came and went already, yeah. The, ah, the House yeah. of the Clock and its Walls, which looked interesting to me, is over at the Cheap Theater right now. Yep. Yeah, go get it. Is it any good? Can anybody see it? it? I don't know. Never read it the story. Did not, did not interest me. It's official. It is? Jake Gyllenhaal will be playing Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home. Gyllenhaal was first reported to be in talks for the role of special effects artist Quentin Beck who becomes master thief turned supervillain back in May. The Oscar-nominated actor took to Instagram to confirm his role in the MCU. The eight-second video shows Gyllenhaal holding up Amazing Spider-Man number 311, which featured Mysterio's return to the wall crawler's life. Quote, I just realized I'm not playing Spider-Man, reads the caption. (laughs) 
This is a, a playful nod to the brief period in 2003 when Tobey Maguire was trying to get a bigger payday for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. And Sony called his bluff to the point where the studio actually met with Gyllenhaal as a possible replacement. Hmm. Uh, with the addition of Mysterio joining Michael Keaton's Vel- Vulture and Michael Mando's Mac Gargan, who will almost certainly become Scorpion at some point, we're halfway to gathering the Sinister Six. Where did Mac Gargan show up? Extra credits. Yeah. Uh, he's in He's in the prison. He walks up to him. Yeah. And he has oh, a scorpion tattoo on his yeah, neck. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then also he was in SNL. Mac Gargan, male prostitute. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> no. No? No. I'll see no? That. I'd see that movie. No. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he also have a Chitari thing on him, too? I'm pretty sure he did. He, uh, some. He had the the. He had some fucking thing. The Chitari thing on him, on his on his forearm. He had a tattoo yeah. or he had no, the, no 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 the actual device. The oh. thing that the thing from the thing Z- that makes Deathlock like super powerful. The thing, as from well. Ag- the thing from Agents of Shield. Yes. Yeah. He had one of those on him too. I think. Wow. I'm pretty Wait sure it was a on his. Wouldn't That's pretty sure. Too much shit crossing. What's going on? Well, it's to make him like super strong because that's. <sighs> I don't need an in-universe ex- explanation. I'm talking about IP stuff. Okay. But I'm pretty sure he had the Chitari device. He had something, because I remember. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, don't forget. Fige hates Perlmutter. <laughs> now, question, Mysterio. Is he going to have, like, the... Is he going to have Fige. the proper costume with the... with the? I don't know. I honestly don't know. With the, the fishbowl fish helmet. So. I want all it that. so bad. He's one of my favorite villain designs. Yes, I love. I, I, yeah. I, I love. I, I haven't read much Spider-Man, but I love Mysterio. Maybe they'll have a montage sequence where he tries on different costumes and then discards the fishbowl. Like I like what they did with uh, the vulture. Like that was pretty but cool. I loved yeah. it because the fishbowl. But, but then the 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 the, the poofy cape. The you know. the thingy bobbers holding his cape were eyes, mm-hmm. which as for me that always fucked me up because I I'm like. I always was like looking at the damn cape thinking that that's his, you know, that's, that's where you're supposed to look. Yeah. And so I love that look. I, yeah, that was cool. Mysterio. The Game Awards happened this week. Oh, the did what? It? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was on Sunday. Was it Sunday? I thought it was on Thursday. Well, they played it on Sunday because oh, that's I, right, they replayed it because I had just finished watching my football game. Well, and nobody knows rolled, we no longer have they a rolled right phones. Into, <laughs> yes, well, they rolled right into the the game awards. Uh, Shot at Blizzard and Kiss opened. Kiss opened. Of course, they Kiss did. opened for the game awards. <laughs> of course, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Please, what, because what they're they on say? there. Uh, well, rock and roll. God all night. damn it! I wish yeah. they'd sing something else. Yeah, Sick of that th- goddamn no, song. I know that's the only song they're ever going to perform when they it. when they only have one segment on a show. That's the song they're going to perform. Damn it! Uh, it's Psycho the song Circus, man. Psycho that's, Circus. Detroit Rock City. Play I, some Strutter. I agree with you guys, <laughs> but that's the song they're known for. So that's the song that they're going to play when a television audience is tuning in. You know what? How about we don't get Kiss? Play Beth. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that would go over real well with a video game audience. Just <laughs> <laughs> playing upbeat like fast version of Beth. Well, mm-hmm. Moss was up for awards. You can just change it. Moss, I hear you calling. But I mean, I knew Carrie Keegan, but I didn't know who the other the guy mouse. was. Yeah. The, the, the other guy that was hosting, I didn't know. I mean, she talked about him, who he was, but I'm still like, still don't know who you are, dude. Sorry. Talk over myself. Yeah, you're, you're, you're old. <laughs> well, the awards <laughs> happen. They put on some surprise trailers for the crowd. And Yay. 
and for stuff coming. Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2 did well. It was tied for the most nominations with God of War. Uh, by the end of the night, Listen, the, uh, <laughs> the Western took home Best Narrative, Best Audio, Best Score for Woody Jackson, and Roger Boy, Clark. Boy, go get that award, boy. They should have done it that way. They really yes, should've. they should have. Boy, get the award, boy. Roger Clark took home Best Performance for his role as Arthur Morgan. Uh, God of War did well, too, taking home Best Direction and Best Action Adventure Game, as well as Game of the Year. Other big winners included Fortnite. For best ongoing game and best multiplayer game, Dead Cells took home best action game. Uh, Monster Hunter World won for best role playing game. Whatever. Uh, the indie <laughs> title uh, Celeste took home a game for Games for Impact Award for its portrayal of mental illness, as well as best independent game. Best strategy game went to Winner. Intro to Intro the Into the Breach. Winner. Into the Breach. Game's called Winner. Dragon Ball Z Where does Into the Breach come from? I don't know. Winner Into the Breach. Someone just watched Pacific Rim and they're like, what's the title? Apparently it's a good strategy game because it won. It's a winner. It's in the name. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters took home best fighting game while art direction went to Return of Obra Dinn. That'd be funny if it was just Into the Breach, but the winner is saying, well, the winner was Into the Breach, and that's how Todd's... Well, you know, it might be. It could be, but, but winner is is capitalized, so I, oh. I think I'm right. Okay. But there is winner, colon, Into the Breach. Ooh. My colon's maybe the, a winner. <laughs> maybe the breach is the colon. <laughs> so, uh, additionally, Florence was... a breacher colon. <laughs> Florence was awarded Best Mobile Game, Overcooked 2... Got best family game. Overcooked? Overcooked. And uh, Astro... Family game? Wait a minute. Overcooked 2 got best family game. Oh. And Astrobot Rescue Mission got best uh, ARVR game. I don't know. Huh. Hmm. I got to look at the winner into into the breach. Into the breach winner. Mm. That's cool. Once more into the breach. Monster Hunter into the winner. What? Monster Hunter World? I, I own it. It's actually pretty good, but I don't know if I... I think calling it a role-playing game is pushing it a bit far. It has it has character development as far as putting in stats, and there's hit points involved. But well, you just that, go out and like hunt the monster and make. then come back. Go out and hunt the monster and then kind of. The yeah. game, is it so. based on what's his it, name's book? It's, it's no Korea's book. No, no, it is not. It's, oh. it's a it's a Japanese series, but this is the first time they kind of made it open world, and it's fun. But it's boss monster. The game is what it is. Mm. Yeah, every, every big fight is a boss monster fight. The game is Into the Breach. Winner? Nope. Damn it. Into the Breach. <laughs> I was just <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> into the Breach. Okay, that's Ooh, better. Winner Into the Breach. <laughs> Why did I capitalize winner? <laughs> Why did you put a colon? Now uh, the colon's here. Sorry? There's like a like winner. List of winners, colon, and then it gives a complete oh. list. <laughs> That, that, explain, that explains a lot. Oh, my God. That is so perfect. You need to fire your editorial board. Also, also since I'm going back in my, my, my on-air fact-checking, I, I checked the scene with uh, Mac Gargan. He's, he's got one sleeve rolled up and one sleeve down, but there doesn't seem to be anything on that arm. Maybe it's something you can see on the big screen. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was something there. It's hard, it's hard to see on right. a little tiny screen, so I can't tell. But he has one arm rolled up, so that makes me think that maybe there's something going on with that. Dude, I might be mixing it up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Matt's sexual fantasies. Mm. And Matt's sexual fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. It 
actually too much more more than I'm comfortable with. I get it. That's why I had to stop coming to game night. I just I look at something weird and I f- have these weird feelings, and now I'm like, damn it, Matt. What, what would this look like with a naked Matt in the picture? Yeah, right. yeah. No, we will not be doing that. <laughs> we'll not be doing that. Great. Thanks for opening that worm bag back up. <laughs> you're, you're gonna worm put that. Back. You're you're gonna put that back into the breach, okay? <laughs> All right. Just. Oh, <laughs> yeah, in your breach, baby. Back into the breach. <laughs> oh worm bag. Put your worm back into the breach, baby. Good Lord. <laughs> Don't open up that worm bag. I'm telling you right now, man. Worm bag. There was, there was some, uh, one thing that turned up in my job the other day was somebody commented, never mind googling someone check their medicine cabinet because it was a medicine label one of the directions on the the medicine was remove maggots from vagina after uh (laughs) that would be the dead silence was all going what yeah so was sort of like wow and 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 the the guy's comment was, "Screw googling, just go through their medicine cabinet." It was just like remove maggots from vagina. I Ow! Is that the title of this week's episode? Oh, oh. is this back? To the I'm va- proud. I named it. Yay. Is, is this back to the vacuum cleaner? Oh God, Andy! Really? Oh wow! It's the sounds. How do you remove them otherwise? You know, <laughs> one by one, picking them out. Gross. I don't. Yeah, I I didn't even want to look it up because I was just like I still have the nightmare Coward. from enlarged clitoris on my phone. It's just <laughs> as your wallpaper, yeah. <sighs> That's what I said it is anyway. <laughs> With the Academy, yeah, Museum of Motion Pictures set to open its doors in late 2019. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences revealed to potential visitors what they can expect. Uh, that that was really weirdly worded. Yeah, what the uh, hell were you trying to say? <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time between work and the show tonight. To, never mind. Once open, the new museum celebrating the history and future of cinema will and displaying props from such cl- classic films as Alien, Tron, Planet of the Apes will feature a retrospective of the works of of Hale, 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 Hale. Miyazaki, director of such classic animated films as... Why are we going with H? Like, you're a... Miyazaki. Because that's his first name. Who gets with H? Hayao. That's the one. Hiro, Hiro, Hideo. Like, you just throw throw Hideo. No, it's not Hideo. (laughs) There you go. Make it it worse, Matt. Just... Director of such classic animated films as Spirited Away, uh, Ponyo, Howl's Moving Castle. Princess Mononoke. Indeed. Uh, the Miyazaki exhibition will show visitors original production materials from Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? Ghibli, yeah, I said that right. Archives and present more than 200 concept sketches, character designs, storyboards, layouts, cells, backgrounds, film clips, and immersive environments. A catalog film series and public events will accompany the presentation. Another exhibition will be Making of the Wizard of Oz. There's a colon in between there. Making of colon the Wizard of Oz. It's just called the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> into the Dorothy. Into, into the, the breach. breach. Did you just say into the Dorothy? 
Uh, that's that's uh, another. Into that's the, anti. That's your fruity, fruity in, and slip there. Into the Dorothy colon. That's what it is. Oh, oh my god. god. Into the Dorothy colon. Oh my god. <laughs> Not better. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be Toto into the breach. Oh. 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 Yay. That's going too far, man. And you're oh, the dog, okay. too. <laughs> Removed. There is a disturbing amount of uh, maggots and vagina <laughs> stuff on the online. I'm sorry, you you, you searched there? Oh, yeah. You, you searched. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait. There's went, video. Not did you? Not only did you go down that rabbit hole, you oh. went to that rabbit hole right now. Yes. He's you, fact check a, Andy. Yeah, fact checking, baby. He has to know. He you're couldn't wait. <laughs> One of them said, "Woman has maggots removed from her genital warts." Oh well, that, that well, makes that's sense. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. No. All right. I think we need to move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki. Anyway. Wizard of Oz. I'm talking Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Hentai. Oh my God! Dorothy has maggots in her vagina. Oh God. <laughs> There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <laughs> Somebody comes on the Wicked Witch. <laughs> oh, I'm melting! Oh God. <laughs> No, that is the Oompa Loompas. That was a circle. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> oh, cool. it's a, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the guardsman Bukaki. Oh, ee-o. Oh, Jesus. My poor ears. <laughs> this really just went off the rails. <laughs> I'm, I'm dumbfounded Ooh. and horrified. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> What a world! The what a world! The flying monkeys ate asparagus. I don't know. Flying mm-hmm. monkeys! Yeah, they're like in a circle overhead, Matt, flying. Was it supposed to rain today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how would you like somebody to pick your apples? Oh, yeah. Featuring elements that contributed to crazy <laughs> classic 1939 film. Look at his eyes. <laughs> Visitors will be able to explore the process of the film's creation from the script to production design drawings. Keep going, Torgo. And sketches, (laughs) costumes, and hair and makeup tests to the final versions of the characters themselves. In Miyazaki's exhibit? This is the Oz thing. Oh, okay. This is a totally different story. Yeah, I was... No, it's still in the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. It's still the goddamn same story. Oh, okay. We just somehow in here found... (laughs) What you you went from Miyazaki to Wizard of Oz? No, he went from Miyazaki to vagina shit. Well, oh, oh no, vagina maggots. <laughs> vagina. No, that's a totally oh, different goes. website. Another uh, problem right there. There goes Andy. We lost him. He's looking it up. <laughs> Five minutes later, don't Google vagina shit. Whatever you do. Oh, this is like old school geek shock. <laughs> Retro geek shot. I know all our new listeners are like, oh my god, these what, what are these people? Oh if you don't god. like this, don't listen to the first 200 episodes. <laughs> there you go. You're going back to the back catalog now. There was a lot of this in the old days. Jeff Harris right now is going, ah, oh, memories. <laughs> the good old days. The Oz installation will be part of the museum's long-term exhibits oh. where dreams are made. Will you get that phone? which will cover more than 30,000 square feet on two floors. The museum has also replicated the Stargate Corridor sequence from Stanley Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey to serve as a bridge between two exhibition halls. So you got me all excited when you said Stargate there. Right, but it's a different Stargate Corridor. Yeah. 
Uh, film props and memorabilia on display will include the last remaining shark bottle from Steven Spielberg's Jaws, the ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz, the blue warrior costume from Tron, masks from Planet of the Apes, uh, the bear mask from Kubrick's The Shining. That's fun. Mm. And the creature head H.R. Geiger designed for Alien, or Geiger, excuse me. The L.A.-based museum will also feature storyboards, production notes, 62,000 pieces of production art, 12 million photos, 80,000 screenplays, and 55,000 posters. Um, so does it have the original Geiger model that he built, the, the, the one they cast and stuff, or...? Uh, I'm. I don't know, but based on what I that little bit I saw here, I don't think so. I think it's just that original alien head that was used in the movie. Oh, okay, because that'd be creepy. Because I think that had a real human skull in it. I, hope I was they wondering where you were going with yeah. that question. Yeah. Something, something you needed. The movie that invented the modern zombie may be getting an official sequel. The Smurfs. Yes, George A. Romero's The Smurfs. Wait. <laughs> George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which is currently celebrating its 50th anniversary, will be getting a part two thanks to a long, unproduced script and Living Dead Media. The company was one of the partners that bought a remastered version of the original film to theaters and partnered with some Romero's to some some Romero's to create a mobile game of the property. And now they've brought together a team to produce Night of the Living Dead Part Two. The film will be is from a script that was apparently written by the original writers and producers back in the 70s and remained unproduced ever since as the zombie franchise has gone into a myriad of different directions. To say the so least. Spoiler yeah. alert, at the end of the first movie, everybody's dead, right? No. 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 Just remember they were burning the bodies in the lawn as they were walking. No, no, out. I mean everybody that was in the house is dead. That's just because... No. The black guy escapes and gets shot. That's the end of the movie. Yes. Did everybody else get everybody else got killed in the house, right? Yeah, every, everybody dies in that movie. Okay. But we're not following any particular it's, it's, character. It follows in that same time okay. and world. Uh, details, of course, are scarce, seeing that we don't know exactly who from the original production is involved. Uh, Romero, co-writer John Russo. I don't know. Russo's past involvement with Night of the Living Dead has been... What? Uh, not good. Unimpressive to say the least. <clears throat> uh, they did a. They added some scenes. They released a DVD uh, in the late nineties, and it was there's a knock at the door. Would you uh, come in? Somebody's ringing the bell. Come in. <clears throat> oh, it's Paul. oh my god! Oh, it's, what? Pa- it's Paul. Wow. Oh my goodness! That what? this explains the maggots of the vagina. That does. Now we get it. <laughs> that, now it's, it fully <laughs> it all makes sense. Now, now we get it. Uh, uh, Paul, say hi to the, ge- uh, the shock Hello, monkeys. Butthole, titties, boob. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Stern. Howard Stern. It, feel, it feels like old times. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Back on the old horse. <laughs> you got stuff. What's this? Uh, that was some stuff uh, brought you... at uh, uh, during Scoop Fest. Oh. I got a few. Some of he- those pieces, but I know you guys play Hero Clicks more than I. We were so. talking about it on the show like 30 minutes ago. Well, there you yeah. go. There you so, go. Uh, That's crazy. some Star Trek pieces in there. Some awesome. stuff, uh, you know, from one of our generous listeners as well. Uh, thank you, But I you, figured I'd give scoops? it somewhere where it actually get a, a use. And then that's from uh, a particular scoop. There's a card attached and all. Those little uh, candies, I actually took, we have a similar sampler that we took, that we got. Ooh. I took mine to um, work and shared it with the zombie horde. 
So oh. yeah, they're delicious little. Uh, they're like mini apple pies. Oh, okay. oh, I'm so down. They're very good. You should bust out one of the apple cutlet. All right, Ooh, what I can do here. They're fucking tasty. Rock and roll. Well, yeah. damn. So cool, man. Back on the saddle. Oh. Uh, how's uh, Christmas Puss Two coming there, bitch? Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not as quickly as I'd like. Uh, yeah. yeah. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so, I don't know. You haven't got a chance to talk with uh, PJ. PJ yet, no, have you? Yet. But I assume he'll let us take over full rights and responsibilities once he's shutting down. That'd be my guess. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, that's going to happen, and then we'll find a new way to publish. And We've got something in the works. So. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Well, you're welcome to stick around if you like. Uh, sure. Where are you? Where are you guys at? Uh, we just finished talking about they're making a Night of the Living Dead Part Two after Part One. I'm sorry, you weren't here for the uh, the uh, uh, vaginal maggot story. The ooze. The vaginal maggot story. Oh no! There'll have to be some uh, microphone sharing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the little car that was in- attached, a uh, master. You can't paint your minis on an empty stomach. Oh, uh, from that guy who threw a fish at Matt Donnelly. Well, thank you for throwing the fish at Matt Donnelly. No, thank you for this. Yeah, there are Tim Tams here. We have Tim Tams, and there's Tim Tams, applets and cutlets. Tim Tams, yeah. Cutlets, apples and cutlets. Applets and cutlets. They're good. They sound amazing. Eat them. I applets want fruit cup. delights, applets and cutlets, um, soft fruit and nut candies. Dairy-free, vegan, and kosher. I don't care about that. I care about the sweet apple part. <laughs> vegan? Wait, what? <clears throat> How many Feige, vegans are in vegan, it? Feige? Oh. What? Mm. Feige. 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 It's Feige. Feige. Just take it when it's you need it. Feige. Netflix announced Ghost in the Shell, SAC 2045, which is set to premiere sometime in 2020. That's a lot of goddamn numbers. Based on... Uh, sh- Shiro's classic manga, Ghost in the Shell, which premiered back in 1989. Did you just skip the man's first name? I did, because I knew I was going to fuck it up. Masamune? There you go. Yeah. I did it better than his last name. He bailed on Miyazaki. I did. Uh, the How music- south can that go? Oh, dude. You have no idea. All right. You don't remember. The newest incarnation will utilize 3DCG in its animation process, which is heralded as the next generation in computer animation. Uh, Kenji Ka- Kamiyama, who directed the first series adaptation. <laughs> they can't hear you roll your eyes, man. <laughs> Actually, they right, probably that can. That sounded right. A Ghost, in, Ghost in the Shell standalone what complex. Who got that thing? Uh, that, that's oh. my wife's. Is that what you're looking at? The whole the looking at my wife's Cabbage Patch Kid with the claw. Oh, I mask. thought he was talking about Matt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Matt, what is that yeah. thing? Yeah, Matt, that Matt belongs to my wife too. Where did that come from? <laughs> that's the stuff nightmares are made out of. That is fucking horrific. <laughs> it's a. Oh, I'm sure you've discussed it at length on the show. Uh, we've talked about it, yes. Yeah. When Matt first discovered it behind him, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it sat there for a while. I've noticed. I'm surprised you have there, your head. But at least oh, a couple yeah. weeks, right? And you're like, you look behind, and you're like, what? What, what is I was this like, thing? What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's frightening. <laughs> Arthur Blake J. Harris's 2014 book. Come on, Andy, for fuck's sakes! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> 
It's locked. And he's having box problems, folks. Oh, isn't he? Oh, he's got tools. All right. <laughs> We're trying to open up the Apple things. And wow. Because nothing says great podcasts like us chomping away on the air. <laughs> Arthur Blake J. Harris's 2014 book, Console Wars, Sega, Nintendo, and the Battle That Defined a Generation, tells the behind-the-scenes story of how Sega took on Nintendo with the Genesis and in the process disrupted the monopoly that Nintendo had on console gaming. The book is going to be adapted for a limited drama series courtesy of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's Point Grey Pictures and Legendary TV. Kong, Skull Island director Jordan Vort-Roberts will be at the helm with Mike Rosalio writing the pilot episode. These are good. The American Vandal Scribe is currently penning the upcoming Sin City movie. Which... And he looks like he's never eaten. <laughs> What's going on? What? what? There's a lot going on in this thing. <laughs> what the yeah. wrong with it? It tastes Apples like apple pie. and nuts. It tastes like apple pies, but there's a weird chemical aftertaste. <laughs> well, have and, you ever and, tried to ship apple pie across state lines and, for and, upwards of five weeks? And the texture is just insane. It's kind of like a gummy. You gotta try. No, one. it's not kind of like a gummy. No, <laughs> it is not kind of like a gummy. It is. It's, um, it's not bad. You're just. No, it's not bad, but it's weird. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. That's weird. It's got um. Somebody took an apple pie, squished it into a Turkish delight, and stuck a walnut in it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a perfectly adept. Yes, that's it. <laughs> this is what that is. It's good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Although that walnut boy takes over. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nutty. I like it. <laughs> You're Canadian. It's the only, yeah, it's oh, the only, okay. They have maple sugar and this in Canada. It's the only thing they have. Well, <laughs> and Timbits. Do not attack the Timbits. <laughs> They're a national treasure. <clears throat> All I'm saying is if you have a restaurant named after a guy that died in a horrific car accident... Having something named after him that's called Timbits that people eat is not the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Probably not the wisest. Yeah, but it kind of explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> Canada. What happened to the accident? Yeah. Um, like, don't even look at me. It's not like they teach us that, like, <laughs> from. Don't look at me. Like, so then I can a check mat. It, wait, it's a song. It's, it's right, right there. The night Tim Horton died. <laughs> it's Canada's 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, guys, so. And the, the other car that hit Tim Hortons will hear us coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a country we weren't formed by. Uh, we didn't have George Washington, but we got Tim Wharton. He's dead. Yeah, that's that's like first grade. <laughs> wow, you just fucked that up. <laughs> wow. He had a minigun loaded with pillows, and he just <laughs> <laughs> tiny little marshmallow pillows. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Sean Levy, a director producer, associate. <laughs> Must be an hour and a half into the show. Flavin! It's an hour and 43 into the show. Uh, We're almost done. We're almost done. Associate with uh, Uncharted, as well as Stranger Things, will be directing Free Guy. This film, directed by Matt Lieberman, involves Ryan Reynolds as an extra in a video game 
only he's slowly becoming self-aware. <gasps> he's got to team up with a player character to stop the developers from demolishing his universe. Ooh. The script has been around as a speculative project at Fox since 2016. I like that. But will now be produced by Reynolds, Levy, and Arrowverse mastermind Greg Berlanti, master of all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berlanti. <laughs> Orion Pictures. What? What? I, I put the put a microphone on it, man. Uh, if uh, we have uh, on our RSS feed, if you're a Patreon over there, you can watch the Arrow stuff with our commentary. We've done like the first six or seven episodes. Oh wow! Toward a new one. <laughs> Terrible show. That's fine. No, I'm not saying I like it. No, no one does. I'm saying that 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 script there, I like. You're encouraged by that. You think yes. that the man who made Arrow is going to do something good? <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds does a lot of good shit. He does. So he also did Green Lantern. He learned he from that. Green he le- Lantern. Did he learn he from, that? from that? Yeah, he blew his yes, brains out. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Orion Pictures has set Roxanne Benjamin to pen a reimagining of the 1984 doomsday horror comedy sci-fi Night of the Comet. The really? Cult, right? right? The, cult, the cult original followed two sisters facing off against cannibal zombies after a comet wipes out most of life on Earth. Is Robert Beltran set to reprise his role? (laughs) If he's not, I want nothing to do with this project. Uh, Give me punk rock Beltran or give me death. Right. He may. I don't know. The film and its female protagonist hit home. With yeah. yeah, Okay. Early early days. Genre fans. Including Joss Whedon, who credited as one of his inspirations for Buffy Summers. Uh, the update will skew horror sci-fi rather than comedy. Uh, Tom Emblehart wrote and directed the original, which starred Kelly Maroney, uh, Robert Beltran, and Catherine Mary Stewart. Made on a budget of under $1 million, it went on to make $14 million in the U.S. Benjamin recently wrote, directed, and produced a feature thriller Body at Brighton Rock, which is currently in post-production and is set to be released by Magnet next year. She previously produced the VHS franchise and directed the horror movies XX. And Southbound, neither of which I have seen or heard of. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but Night of the yeah. Comets getting a remake. God, well, that, that we needed wait, that. Wait a minute. No, I doesn't that follow Jeff's philosophy of don't remake good movies? Take a bad movie. You know, and you're right. It. You did you yeah. Yeah, I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. Or or, <laughs> or, the, or the philosophy of we're running out of ideas, what can we scavenge? Oh, they're not mm-hmm. running out of ideas. They just are they're running out of views. ideas. Sucking from the teat yeah. of IP. <laughs> What's your teat of IP? <laughs> Write to us, comments at uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> and a text, until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80's Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Dandy. Oh my God. He, Boobs he, and tits. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt, I was waiting for you to cut me off there. Like, oh, like, I, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. God. More than I'm, once. I'm not that kind of an asshole. We'll talk or to you twice. next week. <laughs> geek. Boy, that's scary. De- definitely just... not more than three times. He'll yeah. do it to you. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's I, an I'm, open wound for you. I'm going to nip at that scab. Or five. You're going to nip at five it. Five times. He's nipping at it. Yeah, he's just pulling the scab off repeatedly. I'm septic. <laughs> don't forget the re- septic mat. Septic yeah. mat. I don't forget that. to remove the maggots. Oh, oh, God, damn. God damn it! He 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 went to the website. Well, he's doing it right now. Yeah. I'm actually I'm vaginas. actually looking at Tim. I'm looking at Tim Horton's death. It was pretty ugly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too soon. Muted for-